Welcome back, guys, to Popcorn Lore, the podcast where we talk about all things movie-related. And um, what are we going to talk about today, guys? We are going to talk about Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. Stanley you hear that, Aaron? I never, I never knew what the title meant. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music, boys. Cue the music. that took forever it's like that was a good song it was uh, a good song yeah uh, great intro <laughs> okay so um actually this is a movie that i selected uh, for this week um so uh, it's 1999's eyes uh, eyes wide shut by uh, stanley krupik so just quickly to recap uh, the movies that came out in 1999 um notable movies are the green mile fight club six cents um magnolia which is funny because uh it's uh, tom cruise also in that movie mm. so yeah uh, and was that the same year as memento uh 99 no memento was 2000 all oh, right right, right? Okay. yeah and uh the insider any given sunday and of course the matrix oh so a pretty good uh interesting year for movies uh, yeah those are some solid uh, solid flicks it's funny in some of these movies i don't really kind of um for 1999 i don't know it's weird i have like maybe it's because i saw them like in the 2000s some of them the matrix i definitely remember it being like 1999 but movies like uh the sixth sense and magnolia i thought it they does were, feel like, like yeah, if, a little bit if you were to tell me six cents i would be like oh 2005 yeah exactly yeah. something yeah. like that like yeah. it is but for me, this movie does feel really like 99 because I saw it at the theater when it came out. Okay. And it feels like oh, wow. a, million, a million years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Do you remember um, 99 at all, Aaron? Honestly, I can't say I do. I, the, only, the only movie I think I really watched, like I was uh, barely 10 years old. And I think the only movie I watched that year was my dad, for some crazy reason, took me on my birthday to go see The Matrix. That's like, nice. yeah, yeah. And, I, and he bought me a yo-yo. That's, that's what I remember about 1999. <laughs> Fond memories. <laughs> Fond memories. Shout out to Spinners. I, mean, I remember just like similar to you, my dad took me to see The Matrix. And I remember like, it was as if like you put your finger in like the electrical socket or something. And you came out of the theater and your 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 hair was just all <laughs> over the place. I couldn't believe like what I just saw. Yeah. Was but anyways, person. we could talk about we can talk about the matrix on maybe another uh, podcast. Yeah. So this film, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, is actually one of my favorite films as well. It's also on my top ten list, and and I believe we spoke about it um, once upon a time, Tony, while we were driving. I remember we had we were talking about movies, and at one point we were talking about Eyes Wide Shut, and we we talked about like how, especially the first half of the movie, like how that was really enjoyable, like how it was almost like an adventure, almost. Like yeah. Yeah. And then like kind of the second half is a little bit like 
more uh, yeah, dialogue. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, just so a quick recap on the movie, just a quick synopsis. So basically, uh, Eyes Wide Shut is is what they call an erotic mystery thriller. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, of its kind. <laughs> and um, basically, we are introduced to a character named Bill Harford, who's uh, um, portrayed by uh, Tom Cruise. And uh, his wife, Alice, uh, who's also portrayed by Nicole Kidman. Now, a very interesting fact about this is that uh, they were actually married in real life they were. Uh, during yeah. the filming of this. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that uh, very briefly. But basically, uh, Bill is a, a very wealthy and accomplished doctor. And um, one night, his wife confesses something to him and uh, kind of leads him down to yeah. a... To a Let's just call it an Alice in Wonderland experience, which definitely (laughs) we'll get into that. That's why her name is Alice as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So if uh, you didn't watch the movie, uh, that's pretty uh, quick synopsis. And then we'll dive into it uh, from there. What did you guys think about the movie in general? Uh, Tony, you want to go first? uh, Yeah, sure. Um, It's uh, like probably the last time I saw it, it might have actually been at the theater. So it's been a long time for me. Um, I kind of remember it as it is. Um, it has a, you could tell it's from uh, Stanley Kubrick because mm. there's a lot of elements. It's kind of like almost like a 60s movie in the sense that uh, the places they go, the things that they do. I mean, if this movie were to be set in, say, 1965 or whatever, or 1960s, there wouldn't be much changes. It would be the same uh, uh, mansion with the with the same uh, the piano and the, on the streets with the newspaper and like you don't see a lot of technology in there. And um, yeah, uh, I noticed it's a very uh, cin- cinema cinematography type of movie mm. where there's not a huge emphasis on theme and meaning i mean the only theme is sort of the infidelity and what leads to that but it's not really a theme it's more like a just a subject that they that they that they they use to to make the story so i just feel like standing you're really focused on like uh, the acting the cinematography just to make like uh, the perfect movie yeah so uh yeah that's what i think of it uh, what about you? Yeah, so it was a uh, it was actually my first time watching the movie. I've seen lots of uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, movies, but and I remember seeing like the previews for this movie when I was a kid, like a million years ago, and having no idea what it was about. I remember seeing like all the masks and stuff like that in the trailer. Uh, it was an interesting movie. It 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 was like you know, like Tony said, it's definitely a, a Stanley uh, Kubrick film, like. It's it has a lot of elements of like kind of like mystery and you, you don't really necessarily know what's going on. There's a ton of like hidden symbolism. Like I feel like you could watch the movie a bunch of times and not catch everything. And I I was happy that I took a deeper dive into like the Reddit side of things to like kind of get people's takes on like what the characters were going through and like some of the like hidden meanings behind the, you know, some of the kind of major activities that took place in the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Overall, 
it wasn't my favorite movie per se, but at the same time, like I'm very happy that I watched it. If that makes sense. Yeah, cool. It's interesting Yeah. to see uh, people's take um, on this film. Every time I <laughs> kind of mention it on a roundtable, like Mm -hmm. uh, just to get people's thoughts. So, um, so yeah. So I'll dive into uh, this movie. So basically, uh, Stanley Kubrick. This was his last film, actually, before he he passed away. He actually premiered this film, and then three days later, he actually passed away. Yeah, I think it was six things after the premiere. Yeah. That's So wild. he. Um, So he he actually considers this his best film, and Yeah. and I actually agree with that. Um, I feel that like it's uh, a amalgamation of like kind of like a lot of his movies in kind of one. Um, you know, you mentioned something about the cinematography in this film, and um, a lot of cinematography for this film, I feel like he, because of a film like if you watched his previous works like Barry Lyndon and those kind of like uh, films. the lighting and everything it's very uh perfectly done and in fact on this movie um Stanley Kubrick is known as a perfectionist uh and there was multiple times where the, the film crew was exhausted and uh in fact this film actually won a Guinness world record for the amount of uh, shooting non-stop Yeah, 400 days. yeah crazy Yeah. man crazy Yeah, funny I think story on that um there must have been a lot of takes. a lot of takes funny story on that uh The character of Victor Ziegler, the um, the person who kind of like is doing up to no good stuff, kind of. Um, he At was the party actually originally, and otherwise. yeah, exactly. He was actually portrayed by Harvey Cattell. Actually, Oh, he was wow. actually the actor. So kind of like a similar uh, story that Tony said with Memento. And if you think about how Sidney Pollack, who's the, the the actor, delivers his lines and stuff, you can kind of see that it could be Harvey Cattell. But Oh, Harvey Cattell actually got fired <laughs> no, by what do uh, you, what Stanley do you do? Kubrick because they were doing a scene and Stanley Kubrick asked that they did like 67 takes or something. Oh my God. And then uh, that's how perfectionist he is. That's why it took so long. And then uh, so he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, he just like walked out of the. Uh... I find the 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 older uh, filmmakers do more takes. Yeah, Like but he's, uh... he's really an exception, though. Like, he takes it to another level. He's really, like, because he, the backstory on Stanley Kubrick, quickly, he was a photographer. um And uh, because of that, that's why he has that kind of cinematic lens. And uh, I don't really want to dive into Stanley Yeah, Kubrick yeah. too much because, like, honestly, like, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest You know film that's director. interesting because I find a lot of the scenes, the um, the acting, the 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 expressions that they make, I, I some I I really find some some of them are really perfect, Yeah. like as if as if they they did it a hundred times, and that's what exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's like exactly what happened. I think there's a video out there of uh, Tom Cruise talking about that uh, incident. And I think at the 67th take, the guy says, like, you want to do it again? And I think Stanley says something of the nature of, like, well, you don't want to get it perfect. Like, you don't want to get it right. No, he says you don't want to get it right. That's it. Or something like Yeah, that. I've seen that clip now that you mention it. That's pretty funny. Yeah, Um, he he has a history of um sorry not to get on topic of him, but he has a history of being super hard on his his actors and actresses like from I think the you very could see from it. the very Yeah. beginning. I think you could see it the most in uh, 2001 Space Space Odyssey. I mean, he really took it to another level. Like Yeah. the, there was no CGI, no technology, but just using simple techniques, 
he made a super advanced uh, sci-fi movie visually. Yeah, so Stanley Kubrick to me is, um, he's kind of like what Jimi Hendrix is to guitar. It's kind of like he modernized cinema in a, in a sense, you know, like there's cinema before Stanley Kubrick and then there's cinema after Stanley Kubrick. And uh, I won't dive too much into him. I think like the viewers can 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 research him more. Um, the focus movie is more mostly on this movie because there's so many themes and stuff that I'd like to get into. Mm. But uh, very quickly, uh, yeah, I mean, he started as a photographer and then uh, made his way to cinema. And he's known to really take projects on and not many projects, but really dedicate himself to, to those. And I think that's a testament to his work. I think all of his movies, if you look at the genre that they're in, whether it's this movie, whether it's 2001, whether it's The Shining, in any genre that they're in, like The Shining, for example, thriller horror movie, it's probably in the top 10 of those movies, you know, or Space Odyssey, uh, one of the top 10 in sci-fi, this one of the top 10, you know what I mean? So it's it's really amazing to see uh, his films in each of the genres. Uh, I just want to say that, uh, did you guys, I don't know if you guys saw The Clockwork or Orange, but... Um... He used masks a lot in that movie too. Right, yeah. So I, I think it's kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah, he has many themes uh, that he he recalls uh, from his older movies. So I'll just dive in a little bit more to some of the stuff that's going on in this movie. It's it's a very crazy movie, I'd say. So um, so right off the bat, uh, Sandy Kubik kind of saw an opportunity in 1999 because he found it was so interesting that uh, well, he he first. This movie is based off of a novel called uh, Dream Story, novella Dream Story. And he liked the script and he liked the kind of themes and and the exploration of basically, this movie is basically about sex, basically. And uh, he really enjoyed this aspect. Um, and he saw an opportunity in 1999 because one of the biggest film stars was Tom Cruise and he was married to Nicole Kidman. And how interesting would it be to get, like, you know, they're, they're married and to go into this script. It's like perfect, right? Like you, it's like you cannot make this up kind of thing. So he couldn't kind of pass up on this opportunity to do it. So um, right away, we're, we're introduced to the character of uh, Bill Hartford. And I think one of the first, his first line in the movie is like Alice, which is his wife. Have you seen, like, have you seen my wallet? Where's my wallet? You know? And we quickly see like he lives a very lavish lifestyle in the Manhattan uh, apartment, which is uh, you need to be quite wealthy to live that. And it's kind of like they're showing you that he his world kind of revolves around money, right? And Alice is kind of like a trophy, you know. She's kind of like um, portrayed in that manner, and she's kind of like lost her side of herself in a sense. And if you notice in the movie, she's always looking into the mirrors and stuff and she's admiring like her beauty because that's all like that she sees her value is kind of like in, in I don't know if you guys noticed this at all in the film. Um, uh, yeah, she does look in the mirror a lot. Yeah. And she right away, also the first scene of, that you see of, see of her, she's kind of in the, the light and he's in the darkness. And it's because Bill is still innocent in a lot of in a lot of ways to kind of um, you know, when they say the loss of innocence, a lot of the times they're referring to something sexual or of that nature. And it's really true in this movie. They really uh, portray that in a sense where Alice is kind of like in the light. And that's why when she says that story to Bill, it really hits his ego very hard and he can't take it because he's a fragile ego because he hasn't kind of lost that innocence uh, 
within himself. And she does it there definitely in a way, in a matter that's kind of like attacking because she's probably frustrated. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's basically how the story starts. And then from then he goes on his adventure. So while this movie was taking place, um, one of the criticisms of the movie was that the movie was shot in London. Well, sorry, in England. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, this was due because um, Stanley Kubrick is actually scared of flying, so he didn't yeah. want to do any. I, uh, I saw that. We're we're, we're 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 the same. We both hate flying. Yeah, exactly. Definitely afraid of flying. So one of the criticisms was that like they didn't like the background of like how it looked. You could tell that it was England and yeah. that kind of nature. But I actually love this about the film because I find that the the film is so dreamy. That it's it's really like that, you know, when you dream about somewhere, it's it's you know that you're there, but it's not exactly what it what it is, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like it, it adds that element of the dreamlike nature. Yeah, and that's that reflects that that type of scenery is better reflected in London or England nighttime, right? American yeah. nighttime, yeah. just uh, it's more uh, uh, the architecture and everything. Right, yeah, I exactly. saw I saw people complain that it was like fake New York, right? Yeah, fake New York. But it, <laughs> but I think that that adds to the charm of the of the movie because it's like I said, it's like kind of like when you're dreaming, it's not exactly accurate as how you portray it. And um, the movie, in in a sense, is a dreamlike film. But I find it's the best film that tackles the subject of sex and and in a relationship as well. I feel that like if a couple watches this movie. It's it it hits them much deeper than their average individual, and it shows you certain things about seduction and that kind of uh, that kind of world. You know what I mean? It's funny because growing up, like you know, when you're at school or whatever, there's always like that one guy that like gets all the girls or whatever the case may be, and um, like when you watch these guys or whatever the case may be. They kind of like are in almost another reality with the girl, you know. Like they'll they'll sit, they'll make a joke, and they'll both of them will laugh, you know. And they're kind of like, "What are you laughing about?" You know what I mean? Uh, but they're kind of like in their own world. And this movie really demonstrates that. Like it's kind of like when you enter that world of seduction and and lust and whatever, you're kind of like in another reality, you know. And I find that this film really does an, a a great job of of uh, of doing that compared to any other movie that I've I've seen. And they really show different aspects of what that can be. For example, the the scene where Bill goes to um, to the apartment building, and the woman uh, has loved him his her whole yeah, life, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and he's in shock, you know, like he he's been it's it's like he's been oblivious to this <laughs> for the whole time, you know. It's, it's kind of like this loss of innocence again, you know, like any man that was like that has not been like that he would have p- picked up on multiple signs or whatever and this guy is just oblivious to this stuff you know um sex can be dangerous you know he goes to the prostitute and uh the prostitute tells him well she gets a test that she's hiv positive you know yeah so it's all of this kind of like it's seduction with with a bit of danger and, and that's what it is you know it's all these elements of what it is he goes to the party you know and he's exposed to like what is he exposed to? <laughs> yeah, what isn't he exposed to at the party? And strangely enough, all the women in the movie, they're kind of the same like his wife, right? Red red hair. The woman that uh, that that was overdosing at the Ziegler party as well, it was red hair. The two uh, women that he's walking with what that are talking about him at the rainbow is red hair. Um, and and the opposite is the case for um, for Alice, right? Like while he's walking with those women, he kind of has an idea of what they're talking about, but he's still not sure. He's still kind of naive. Whereas Alice is dancing with a man, 
and she knows exactly what she, she she's that's the world of seduction right there right yeah. the man is like dancing with her and he's like trying to like woo her and seduce her even though he knows that her husband's around you know <laughs> but she's she's totally in control she knows exactly what's happening you know yeah whereas yeah. he's kind of like again like a kid you know with it. but that reflects more about girls and guys in general definitely <laughs> definitely and i think that's 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 a main part of this movie i, I find that's uh that does a really good job uh compared to other movies sorry aaron you were about to say something no it's interesting too because obviously there's like alcohol involved in the situation too and then even still she's she has the the mindset control. to be to be in control even when she's not in control right Absolutely. The other thing that I was going to say was um, the scene where he goes to get his costume for the for the evening. You know, he catches the girl with the two employees uh, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like uh, the girl's like underage or whatever. And it's like a really weird kind of scenario. <laughs> and then the next day when he drops it off, it's kind of like when you're when you're getting exposed to things like that and you're still innocent, there's a sense of like... Um, I won't, I won't say danger, but it's kind of like a shocking thing. And then yeah. once you're kind of after after you've been exposed to that, it becomes like a joke almost, you know, because the next day he goes to drop off the uh, the costume or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, it's like not at all like what it was. Right? It's like, <laughs> no. it's, and it's just like showing you like he's he's kind of lost his innocence. And yeah. But all in all, I think uh, Bill Hartford, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, I think he, he kind of grew up with the sort of Disneyland Hollywood slash view of relationships. Yeah. And then he he I don't think he exposed himself too much to the 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 outer limits of the world. Definitely. And then he fell in love with her, uh, with his wife. And then he never really wandered about into the other world. So he was innocent, like you say, and uh, innocent to uh, prostitution, infidelity, uh, slave sex trade, and all these well, other all things. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like uh, he was in, he was in for uh, he found he was in for a big ride in this movie. He found the Google search bar. <laughs> he found the Google yeah. search bar. Where the search Google search bar found him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, so um, yeah, like the the themes of the movie, it's really that, and uh, there's not there's not much more. Like there's a lot more to go in. I don't think we have. The, the yeah, like I said before, I think the theme is uh, simple. It's about I said before, it's about infidelity, but uh, as you explain, it's more about like the sex, sex, sex sexuality, yeah, sex about, overall, yeah, exactly. and yeah, it's in the same ballpark. You know, he uh, that's the main, I, uh, like you said, that's the main topic of the movie and i love the ending the landing is like i love the ending when she just like tells him like you know we got to do the we got to do the deed basically you know like i find that's a great way to end the movie because it also shows you that like it's a very important part of a relationship you know what i mean yeah and um yeah it's just um there's not much more to, to dive into with the time that we have but it's a very uh movie that is very um there's a lot of themes a lot of symbolism a lot of hidden meaning. A lot of a lot of is is said is untold. You know what I mean? Kind of like again, like I'm saying in in seduction. You know, there's a lot of things that are not said, but it's like you know. You know what I mean? It's kind hey, of like yeah. Did you guys yeah. did you guys pick up on the on the thing where the girls ask him if they want to if you want to know where the is it where the rainbow ends or how far the rainbow yeah, goes? Exactly, like that? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And then you know the co- the place where he gets the costume from is called like Rainbow. It's got like a, I forget what the name of it is, but the 
It's got it has like a, a rainbow, rainbow in it. Yeah, it has, yeah, a, has a rainbow. That's I think interesting. It has a rainbow in the name too, right? Yeah. yeah. Where I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drawing my Stanley Kubrick chart right here, the Stanley <laughs> Kubrick universe. <laughs> it's like because uh, uh, I, I use that for the Tarantino. There's like a Tarantino. There's, there's certain characters that get repeated here and there, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If Stanley Kubrick has uh, these kind of uh, mystery links, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny too because you made a good point, Tony, about like men and women and how they view seduction and it's it's their the differences. It's like as a guy, you're kind of like oblivious to kind of certain things until you're, I think, a little bit older. What's interesting is, that, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Because <laughs> uh, just this thought came into my mind um, when I saw the movie, I was nineteen, twenty. I mean, I, I had a girlfriend at the time, but, you know, I didn't have too much experience. And when um, when Nicole Kidman said that you have no idea that women can be perverts, too, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know either. <laughs> I, was like, really? I was like, really? That's true. So it's kind of like I learned, too. <laughs> For sure. And I think it, it also shows you, like, women are very different, you know? Like, I think that... Uh, a lot of men even don't 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 even realize like you really sex for a woman starts like the moment you start talking to them you know what i mean it's very deep it's a lot more deep than i think most men even realize um as far as like when you talk to, how you talk to them it's you know like it's all part of that you know what i mean whereas a guy it's like completely different right? it's like it's mostly physical it's mostly you know what i mean it's not so much based on uh, so much I, i'd say on emotion um there is obviously um, but I mean, for a woman, I think it's it's a little bit more heightened in that in those regards. Like when the when Alice was dancing with that older dude, gentleman, yeah. That I don't know how much closer you could have gotten to her face, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I don't know if it's a woman's point of view or, or a woman's point of view, but it's almost like they were having sex. I mean. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they weren't having sex, but, but they were kind of in a way. But I mean, for the women, for her, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like they were doing a sex a play on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I see what you're saying. Um, what did you guys think about? Um, so the first half of the movie uh, definitely was, I find the most interesting part because he kind of goes on this adventure and he's kind of like, you know, yeah. And then the second half kind of goes down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like uh, when he, when Victor uh, invited him to his pool room, pool table room, the red pool table. Yeah, to talk about uh, to with. talk about what happened, to explain it. I mean, that was long. Yeah, that was a that was a very long scene. They were just basically talking and. Yeah, but a lot of use of color as well in this film, especially the color red for seduction and uh, a lot of themes behind that as well. Wow. The first opening scene as well, when Nicole Kidman is kind of undressing, um, there's red uh, curtains uh, beside her, the red cloak in the uh, mansion scene, ah. um, the red pool table. Um, so a lot of themes of red uh, in the movie and red to red pool tables are a lot more rare than green pool tables. definitely i think they're, they're really was, rare there's a symbolism there for the red and the red cloak at the movie possibly that's a theory that people have you know definitely what the uh, red hair <laughs> right just under that what did you what did you guys think for do you did you guys think that the 
Ziegler was the red cloak? Is that is that is that the I general mean, I consensus think, you I came to? Is that, is that what the, you're supposed to think? I think that's what you're supposed to think based on the red pool table and like him playing around and yeah. when he's playing around with the ball and stuff. It's kind of like you're emphasizing because when you see red on the screen, it really captures your eye, you know. You're drawn to um, it. Yeah, you're drawn to it exactly. And I think that, uh, especially as a photographer, Stade Kubrick, he he knows he knows this. And funny enough, you know, the first opening scene where uh, Nicole Kidman's like undressing. You're drawn to something different, right? <laughs> Compared to the two red, the red curtains that are on the on the side. So it's again the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, so he definitely knew what he was doing in 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 that uh, in that regard. So, anyways, uh, I think that's that's about it for Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, it's a movie that's continuously being talked about um, years later. It didn't perform so well at the box office, actually. Um, but I think it's one of those movies now that you go back, I think Martin Scorsese even recently has praised it a lot. And I think that a lot of people, at first when they heard Stanley Kubrick said it was his favorite film, they were kind of like uh, surprised by that. But I think that, uh, for me, it's my, it's, it's my favorite film of his, um, and just one of my favorite films in general. So I was just happy to kind of, some people it put it as, uh, some lists put it as the greatest film in, of the 1990s. Wow. That's what I read. Wow. Somewhere. And I think that's just because, like I said, it, it deals with a subject that is so prevalent in people's lives and they, it shows you a different um, a different uh, focus of it from different perspectives that we're just accustomed to, you know, like it's not just um, and how it changes over time, you know, and how there's it's dangerous and it's fun and it's this and it's that and it's, you know what I mean? So yeah, so that's uh, it for me for Eyes Wide Shut. Any closing comments? Hey, hey uh, very quickly, what did you guys think about the end with the with the mask on the on the pillow? Did you? Because uh, I was I was looking at something that was saying that um, it was like some people make like because you talked about like stuff being a dream or whatever, right? So I've seen some like interesting theories about the the mask being on the pillow and if it was actually like something that happened or if it was just something that like uh i guess the main character bill was like kind of uh, almost like dreaming about which caused them to obviously like have the confession later what what, what do yeah. you think about that you want to go tony uh go ahead because i don't remember that one that well well i think um there's different theories obviously there's theories that uh it might have been a dream the whole time but I don't really look at the movie like that. I think the movie is really about exploration of themes. And that's kind of like, uh, I think that's like a theory of like, was it a dream? Was it real or not? But I think that it, one of the powerful things about that is kind of like, in throughout, and this happens throughout the movie, the, the wife kind of almost has an intuitive nature about what's happening with Bill. Because if if you recall, like right away from the beginning, right, she knows where the wallet is. At one point, Bill doesn't know the babysitter's name. She knows what the babysitter's name is. And uh, you kind of like, you have this connection with your partner, you know, where they kind of, look, well, that's the dream, right? You kind of almost know what they're they're thinking. When he's about to do the deed with uh, the prostitute, she calls him, dressed at the right time, right? And then kind right. of has this like, second guessing. And then she finds the mess. So I think it's it's mostly like, you know, it's she. it's almost as if it's a symbolism to say, you know, it's like, I know what you've been, or, or maybe you you have this thing or whatever, but I know this belongs to you and I want it close to me. You know what I mean? Or a connection like that, you know? Mm. So I, I don't I don't go too much into it. I think the movies, it, it talks about stuff that's much more important than, you know, 
who's the red cloak or whatever like this. I think it's much yeah, more I mean, like on a different ways to see it. Like I see it, I just see it as a like a, a simple story more yeah. mostly because I didn't really read any Reddit stuff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think UTJs see a lot of the symbolism in it, and then Aaron, I think. With the Reddit information, you're looking for like, oh, this means that, and yeah, know, so. I like to, I like to, I play like, like an RPG, like a, like, a, like a detective RPG. Like. Yeah, you're playing detective a little bit. You, like you who's try that? To read who's between playing, the lights. Who's the red mask? Who's the blue mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, right, well, I just wanted to pick your pick your brains about that. So yeah, no worries. Okay, well, I think that's gonna wrap us up for for this episode of uh, Popcorn Lore. And we'll catch you on the next one. Cue the music. Cue the music. Cue the music. All right.